Welcome to the new. Every experience with God's Word promises to be refreshing and transformational. Receive today's message with high expectations as it brings power, light, and a fresh anointing to your life. Hallelujah. Glory to God. The power of a community. We will start with the book of Acts chapter 2 and verse 42 to 47. I would like us to read together. Acts chapter 2 and verse 42 to 47. Acts 2 verse 42 to 47. Alright. Are you ready? Ask the person beside you, can you read? <laughs> Hallelujah. So I'd like you to just read after, um, read along. And uh, I want to hear you read it loud. Uh, I want your, your whole being to hear this. Hallelujah. One, two, go. And they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship and in breaking of bread and in prayers. And fear came upon every soul and many wonders and signs were done by the apostles. And all that we believed, that believed were together and had all things in common. Come on, lift your voice. Let me hear you. And sold their possessions and goods and parted them to all men as every man had need. And they continuing daily with one accord in the temple and breaking bread from house to house did eat their meat with, with gladness and singleness of heart. Praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to the church daily such as should be saved. Hallelujah. Glory to God. We see this scripture. This was the um, one of the, the, well not one of. It was actually the very first aftermath of um, Pentecost experience. What had happened was Jesus had come on the earth and he had taught um, 12 disciples and appointed them apostles and he had gone to the um, to the cross and died he was raised on the third day after he got raised from the dead he had a school of ministry for 40 days and then he told them to tarry in Jerusalem until they were endued with power from on high and Bible says that on the day when the day of Pentecost was fully come there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind. And the Spirit of the Lord descended upon each one of them as cloven tongues as a fire. And Bible says that they spoke with other tongues. Hallelujah. And after they spoke with other tongues, it, uh, some, it more or less coincided. You see, there's no coincidence with God. It, coincid it, it coincided with the day of Pentecost where several Jews from different parts of the world, they will come together to have a feast. They will come together to have a celebration. Um, during the next conference, we learned about the three major celebrations that the Jews celebrate. One was the Passover, which was the commemoration of how um, there was a lamppost that they put the blood on. And Bible says that when he saw the blood, when the angel of death saw the blood, he passed over them. So they celebrated. And then 50 days after, it was the day of Pentecost. You know, and then several times there's another um, feast, which was the Feast of Tabernacles. So Pentecost had just come. The Spirit of God had just descended upon them. And there were several Jews who heard them speak in their languages. Hallelujah. What God took 
at the Tower of Babel. Thank God he restored at Pentecost. Hallelujah. And when he restored it, then uh, it was a sign. It was a wonder. How can somebody that has not lived in my country, how can he be speaking Ethic and Ibibio? How can he be speaking Fufude? How can you... You that have never been to the north, how can you? It was a sign and it was a wonder. And Bible says that um, Peter stood up and they said that these men were drunk. Somebody speaking a language that he has never learned before. And your conclusion was that he was drunk. I think you are the one that is drunk. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. And then that was the conclusion. But then what happened was Peter stood up and he preached a powerful message. And what happened was shortly before this set of verses, 3,000 people were added to the church. I just summarized. I just summarized. 3,000 people were added to the church. But then something now was now birthed. The church age had begun. Had begun. Hitherto what we had had, you know, like the um, image that um, Nebuchadnezzar saw um, when, he, when he had a dream, he, there was a head of gold there was the arm and the chest of silver. There were thighs of bronze, legs of iron, and then feet of iron and clay, representing the different dispensations of world powers that were to come. And then Daniel interpreted and said, You, O king, you are the head of gold. That's the Babylonian um, kingdom. And then the arm, the, the, the silver was the Persian kingdom. And then the bronze was um, the Greeks. And then the legs of iron was um, the Roman Empire. But then Bible says that a, a mountain and a stone whose source was God came from heaven and struck the feet of that image. Indicating that God's kingdom was going to become manifest on earth. And it started when Jesus rose from the dead and then the church age began. And then there was a prototype for us. A prototype for every single church that is going to actually fulfill kingdom mandate. Prototype. I want to tell someone beside you, say prototype. What's a prototype? A prototype is simply a type, is something that is an image, a model that we're supposed to follow. It's a model that we're supposed to follow. So this evening, I will be focusing on the very first verse in the set of verses that we read. Acts chapter 2 and verse 42. Bible says that they continued steadfastly in the apostles' teaching and fellowship, in breaking of bread and in prayers. If we look at that verse, we can divide that into, into three parts. Number one was the focus and the steadfast continuing, continuing in the apostles' teaching. Does that sound like discipleship? I'd like to ask you again, does that sound like discipleship? They continued in the apostles' teaching, the apostles' doctrine. Another translation says they persevered. Why would I persevere in a teaching? That means that there is a tendency for me to not want to continue in that teaching. What must I then do? I must drag myself back and focus on that teaching. Listen, it is important to note that discipleship is not rosy. Discipleship is not easy. Discipleship is not going to fall upon you like, like free COT charges. It's not going to come on you like um, it's, it's giveaway. Yes, that's the word. Discipleship is not giveaway. There is a process that we're going to have to go through, guys. 
there was a refocusing that they had to do to continue steadfastly in the apostles' doctrines. Hallelujah. If you see the book of 2 Timothy chapter 2 and verse, verse 2, he says, endure hardness like a good soldier of Christ. Hardness is not something that is easy. I'm sure a, lot, a number of us have been to NYC camps. They wake you up so early in the morning and tell you to go jog. Something that some people have never done in their lives. <laughs> they will tell you to go jog. They put you, they tell you to wear white and white. And they call you chicken fowl, Abby. They call you fowls. You know, they drill us, take you through a process. And that's NYC. But Bible says, endure hardness as a good soldier. NYC is just for three, three weeks. Sorry, one year, but the training is just for three weeks. But a soldier, that's his whole lifetime. In fact, as you join the army, you sign off your life. You are instructed to sign your will because you can be dead in action. It's the army. It's the way. Endure hardness. You will not feel like it, but what will you do? You go back. You go and listen to that message again. What, does he, what was he saying when he said we are supposed to colonize the world? Are we supposed to come again and be like the queen of England? What does it mean when he said this kingdom discipleship? What was he actually saying there? You go back to it again. You go and read it again. You go and read it again. In Proverbs chapter 4, he said, My son, give attention to my word. That means that you have the tendency to not give attention to the word. You have a tendency to instead focus on something else. You have a tendency to focus on the pleasures of life. It's all you want to sleep. You want to chill and eat and enjoy and watch movies, watch series and just waste time and just lounge. It's comfort. That's what your flesh wants. But guess what? He said, my son, give attention to it. If they continue steadfastly, they continue to focus on what the apostles were teaching. They went back to it over and over and over and over again. What that means is that as soon as you are born again, one of the things that is required of us is discipleship and training. It is required of us. We go right over and over and over again. Hallelujah. And one of, the, one of the things that we discover is discipleship was supposed to thrive in community. Let's go to the book of Acts chapter 19. Let's see another prototype there. I'll read quickly. It says, while Apollos was at Corinth, Paul passed through the upper regions and came to Ephesus. He found some disciples and said to them, have you received the Holy Spirit since you believed? And they said to him, no. We have not heard that there is a Holy Spirit. Into what then were you baptized? And they said, into John's baptism. And then Paul preached to them. Indeed, John baptized with the baptism of repentance, telling people that they should believe in the one coming after him, that is Jesus Christ. When they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus, or they got born again. And Bible says that when Paul had laid his hands on them, the Holy Spirit came on them, and they spoke in other tongues and prophesied. They had their own Pentecost. And there were about 12 men in all. Does that sound like what Jesus did when he called 12 men to himself and said, Come to me and I will make you, make his process you. I will take you through some fire. I will take you through some process. I will 
take off some some wrong mindsets in you i will add to you i will empower you i will show you certain things i will demonstrate faith by speaking to the tree i will demonstrate faith by telling you to speak to the mountain i will show you how to cast out demons he was going to make them and then paul here paul is that there were 12 men in all and then this is what happened let's go to verse 8 he says he went into the synagogue and spoke boldly for three months lecturing and persuading concerning the kingdom of God but when some were hardened and did not believe but spoke evil of the way before the crowd he went back to the prototype he withdrew from them and took the disciples which disciples the 12 am I are you following me this evening he took those 12 and lecturing daily in the school of Tyrannus I like a particular translation. It says, reasoning daily. Discipleship is going to engage your mind. You're not just going to sit down and then somebody's going to preach at you, teach you the word, and it ends there. No, sir. No, ma. That's not discipleship. That's attending. How many people remember all the lectures that you had in campus? It's not all of them that you remember. But the ones that you remember, those were the ones that you actually were discipled in. They wake you up. What is marginal propensity to consume? A marginal propensity to, to save. What is molecular orbitals? They wake you up. What is benzene? Those were the ones that you were actually discipled in. Why? Because there was an engagement in your mind. And it cannot be taken away from you. No, no matter what, there are certain things that I know that you cannot take away from me. This, this afternoon, I was in, um, in my study, and my son just came, and he just brought some French assignment to me. And I said, Daddy, I can't pronounce this, I can't pronounce this, I can't pronounce this. And from somewhere, it came out. Quel âge as-tu? six ans. Et toi? How do I know? You can't take it away from me. Why? Because I engage my mind in the process. But if you ask me certain things in philosophy and logic, GST 102, I know it not. Why? I refuse to be discipled in it. University of Lagos said it's just pass and fail. Abi, okay. I passed it and I moved on. But benzene, ah, I'm at home. Molecular orbitals, ah, I'm at home. Don't worry, it's chemistry, it's not Greek. Why? Because I let it go through me. Listen, folks. How do I know you have been discipled? I wake you up. And then we are talking about colonizing the world. And what is coming out is the message of our apostles. Not an idea that you had had before. It is the message of the apostles. Why? You had engaged it. Reasoning for two years. They were asking questions. When, you, when Jesus said, when, when, when you said that there is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh but after the spirit, what exactly did you mean? And then he will explain. And he explain and talk about how Jesus went to hell and paid the price for our redemption in whom we have redemption through his blood. And they talk about how he presented his blood before the Father and paid the righteous recompense for all our sins, past, present, and future. 
Oh, that is what you mean. So because of the blood that has made a way and the temple curtains that was torn in two, I can always approach the Father. No condemnation. The reason why some are still walking in condemnation is because they have not been discipled in it. They have not had a reasoning until it dawns on their hearts and light breaks forth. Discipleship. They continued steadfastly. It does not end on Sundays and Tuesdays, folks. It must be a daily experience. This continued for two years, verse 10 says, so that all who lived in Asia heard the word of the Lord Jesus, both Jews and Greeks. Listen, folks. If it was one person, I doubt it will have gotten to all of Asia. But he took 12. Listen, discipleship is better in a company. Discipleship is better in a community. There are some things that you cannot ask the discipler, but you can ask your fellow disciples. What, what, what exactly did he mean? What was your own perspective? What, what did you understand? Oh, and then he explains to you, and it is easier to understand. It's easier to grasp. It's easier for it to dawn on your heart. Discipleship is in the community. Let's go back. Acts chapter 2. They were doing it daily. Reasoning daily. You don't let it sleep. You don't do for three days. I say, ah, I've done three days now. I've, ah, I'm okay. No. You do it daily. You do it daily. The sun, the moon does not, does not expose himself to the sun for just 28 days in a month. And then 29, I say, I've had enough exposure now. I can shine on my own on the 29th. And we will not see any moon in the, in, the, in, the, in the skies. It must be there daily. Daily exposure. Listen, the words that I speak to you, Jesus said, they are spirit and they are life. He said that it presented with the washing of water by the word. There is a daily washing that is required for discipleship to be effective. Daily exposure. Daily exposure. Daily exposure. Acts chapter 2. Let's go back. Not only did they continue steadfastly in the apostles' teaching, there was fellowship. There was fellowship. If we see certain scriptures below in verse 46, it says, Continuing daily with one mind in the temple and breaking bread from house to house. It was a daily fellowship. You know, nowadays, it's difficult to have daily fellowship. How many times are you going to go to Pastor Ladi's house daily? It's not possible. But there can be a frequency about it. Where I look forward to when we can see each other physically and we can have conversations together daily. Daily. And then in different locations, there was there was fellowship in the temple. Like some of us are in the in this building right now. And then they went from house to house. So it was not just in the large gatherings, it was in the small gatherings as well. There was fellowship. Fellowship. There was human interaction. It's a prototype. Listen, folks, if you are noticing that you are not feeling like interacting with fellow believers, there's something that is stealing at your identity. There's something that is stealing at your strength. There's something that is eating at you. In those seasons, 
your right and your smart response will be to look for opportunities to interact. Look for opportunities to expose yourself. Look for opportunities. Those times that you are feeling dry, just go and play a message by Pastor Shola. <laughs> go and play a message. Go and play a word. Go on YouTube. Go on the podcast and just feed yourself. I don't feel like those are the times that the devil is trying to attack. He's trying to isolate. He's reminding you of those reasons why you should isolate. Instead, remind him of the reasons why you should collaborate. Remind him of the reasons why you should interact. Because, listen guys, we carry God on our inside. As you are here, as I am here, we are carrying God on our inside. And something leaps for joy when we see another person carrying what we carry. Something leaps for joy. Something leaps. Mary had jo- All Mary had was a word. And the baby inside Elizabeth's womb leapt for joy. All that he had was a word. The word had not yet become flesh in her womb. All she had was a word. Just a word. Just a word. Something happens when we gather together. They ate together. <laughs> I like to read this scripture that I find from James chapter 4. Verse 4, it says, Do you not know that friendship with the world is enmity with God? Whoever therefore will be a friend of the world or the world system is the enemy of God. So do a scan right now. What part of the world system am I a friend with? What do I enjoy in the world? I enjoy to just drink. I enjoy, I, I love to just live life without a plan, without a purpose. I do the things, you know, in the office, they allocate certain funds for you to get certain things done. And immediately the funds are allocated to you. The first thing that comes to your mind is, how can I corner this thing to myself? You are a friend of the world. Child of the world. You are not a child of the world. You are a child of God. How do you corner? That's friendship with the world. And it says it's enmity with God. It's enmity with God. They fellowshiped and they continued to fellowship. They went from house to house. They went from house to house. They took it beyond the temple. They went to the houses. They went there. They went beyond. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Why? Why do we fellowship together? Verse 45. Your provision is there. Acts chapter 2 verse 45. Your provision is there. It says that they sold their property. They sold it. And everyone that had need, they gave it to them. What that means is that in your fellowship, there is an opportunity for your provision there. Somebody can share an idea for, with you in your, in, your, in your fellowship. Someone can reveal and open your eyes to something that has been bugging you for so long in your community. So you maximize it and you go after it. You have been struggling on your own. The answer is probably with a brother. The answer is probably with a sister. The answer is probably with a team member. The answer is probably with an interest group member. 
answer is probably there. Remember what he said in book of Mark 6 when Jesus was going to feed them with the, with the five loaves and two fish. What did he say? He said, sit them down in their groups. Sit them down in their companies. Put them in groups. And their food came to meet them there. There is meat in your company. There is. There is. Your healing is there. James chapter 5. Verse 13. Is anyone amongst you suffering? Let him pray. Is anyone merry? Let him sing psalms. Is anyone sick amongst you? Let him call for the elders of the church. And let them pray over him. Anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith will save the sick. The Lord will raise him up. And if he has committed any sins, he will be forgiven. Confess your faults to one another. And pray for one another that you may be healed. For the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man accomplishes much. Listen folks, we're not designed to be Christians alone. If this man did not have elders that could come pray over him, he would have died. If there was nobody that could come and anoint him with oil in the name of the Lord, he would have died. And he'll get before God and, and they'll ask him, what are you doing here? Your time was 120 years. You have used only one quarter. What are you doing here? But this guy had people, elders that he could call. Let him call for the elders of the church. There are some people that can't call their elders because they have been disconnected. Can't call Pastor Tosion. I haven't, I haven't, I haven't been in touch. But please call. Worst case, we'll come and pray and we'll restore you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He says, confess your faults one to another and pray for one another that you may be healed. There is healing in your company. Listen, there is such a thing as a group of people standing in a gap on behalf of one person and one member. We're going to see that shortly. It seems as though it is the height of our spiritual authority. When we can come together as one and take one person's case and be like that man, that par that par the paralytic man who had four friends that they could not enter through the normal ways and they went to open the roof. And Bible says that Jesus saw their faith. There's something, there's something like your friend's faith acting on your behalf guys your friends your community your group can break you into something new that man that day received not only forgiveness but a restoration of his limbs he was paralyzed he could not make progress he could not move forward there are some people that what has happened in your life it seems as though there's a pause on your life listen there are friends that can move you forward because jesus also responds to your friend's faith Bible says Jesus saw their faith. He saw their faith and he responded to it. Without faith, it's impossible to please God, but he that comes to God must believe that he is and that he's a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. He saw their faith. Jesus saw their faith. <laughs> Hallelujah. And that man had his healing. That man had his healing. Galatians chapter 6. Galatians chapter 6. Brothers or brethren, 
if a man is caught in any transgression, you who are spiritual should restore such a one in the spirit of meekness, watching yourselves let you also be tempted. Bear one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. For if someone thinks himself to be something when he's nothing, he deceives himself. There's restoration in your company. Guys, we're going to go through, Jesus said we're going to have tribulations. We're going to go through challenges in life. We're going to have times that you're going to feel like giving up. And let me just do this thing normally. There are going to be times that you're going to question your faith. There are going to be times that you're going to, ah, was this thing actually true? Maybe God said that he, he, I will not dash my foot against a stone. My leg is hurting. I've been at this spot. Like Abraham. He was right there at the same spot after Ishmael. Right there. 13 years. We have no record of God's communication with him. And God appeared again and said, walk before me and be thou perfect. Walk before me. It says, if any man is caught in any transgression, you who are spiritual should restore him. If you are caught in a transgression and you are alone, who is going to restore you? We need our community, guys. We need that group that you have been placed in. <laughs> You've been grouped in based on your interest, your location, or the group of people you're serving in church with. You're going to have to connect some way. And don't be a a, a lone ranger within that team. You connect in some way. Because in our communities, our discipleship is easier. In our communities, we have healing, we have provision, we have restoration. It's easier when we are in that community. And the last part of that verse said, Bible says that they broke bread and they prayed. They broke bread and they prayed. Today we're going to be talking, I'm going to talk about the corporate anointing. Psalm 133 verse 1 to 3, if you can have that on, on the screen please. Psalm 133, the corporate anointing. They prayed together. They prayed together and it's just timely that we're going to be spending some time to pray together as a church on Friday. Psalm 133 verse 1, it says, Behold how good and how pleasant it is. For brethren to dwell together in unity. It is like the precious ointment upon the head that ran down upon the beard, even Aaron's beard, that went down to the skirts of his garments. As the dew of Hermon, as the dew that descended upon the mountains of Zion. For there the Lord commanded the blessing, even life forevermore. Listen, folks, it is different when you're all alone, spending time with God, which is right. Which is right because Jesus also gave us that instruction. He said, when you pray, go into your closet. Am I correct? But then he did not take away the fact that there is goodness and there is a blessing when we come together. So it is wrong for us to take one side and leave the other side. Why not both of them? How good and how pleasant it is when we dwell together in unity. It is like oil and ointment. There the Lord has commanded the blessing. Second Chronicles chapter 5. 
Second Chronicles 5, verse 11. Solomon had just finished building the temple and he had put in all the goods and all the gold that his father kept in store. And then we see from verse 11, Second Chronicles 5, 11, it came to pass when the priests were come out of the holy place for all the priests that were present were sanctified and did not then wait by cause. Also the Levites, which were the singers, all of them of Asaph, of Heman, and of Jeduthun. All these tick, tick names. Thank God my name is Deton. With their sons and their brethren, being arrayed in white linen, having cymbals and psalteries and harps, they stood at the east end of the altar, and with them a hundred and twenty priests, sounding with trumpets. And it, came, and it came even to pass, as the trumpeters and the singers were as one, to make one sound to be heard in praising and thanking the Lord. And when they lifted up their voice with the trumpets and cymbals and instruments of music and praised the Lord, saying, For he is good and his mercy endures forever, that then the house was filled with a cloud even the house of the Lord. This experience is reserved for community. It's a corporate anointing. Where five, six are together in one place and then they just begin to lift their voice and to praise the name of the Lord. You are good. And your mercy is forever. You are good 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 and your mercy is forever. God is a good God. He is good. There is no darkness in him. He can't turn away from his covenant. You are good and your mercy is forever. And when we gather together and we magnify the Lord. And then the cloud manifests. And then the glory manifests. Thank God for the anointing that can come upon you in your room, in your private times, in your closet. But then there is another anointing that can come upon you when you are in the fellowship of the brethren. There the Lord commanded the blessing. There the Lord commanded the blessing. There's glory. And we have to maximize, brethren. We must maximize our community. We must maximize it. But then you see, this is the Old Testament. They had to go into a temple. There were Levites and there were priests. They were the ones that were charged with praising God. And all that the others had to do was just to be there and to experience the worship. So let's see what we have in the new covenant. Hallelujah. Glory to God. 1 Corinthians chapter 3 and verse 16. 1 Corinthians 3 and verse 16. Do you not know that you, come on, say I. I can't hear you say I. I, that you are the temple of God and the spirit of God dwells in you. If anyone defiles the temple of God, God will destroy him for the temple of God is holy and you are his temple. 
Bible says in the book of 1 John 4 and verse 4, it says, You have got little children and have overcome them, for greater is he that is in you. Come on, say, Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. You are God's building. So, what that means is, as a carrier, if I come into a particular place and another believer, say, the Gimathi comes into that place and, 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 and say, My wife comes into that place, what we have just done is we have converted that atmosphere to temple atmosphere. And if we can begin to lift up our voice and say, The Lord is good and his mercy endures forever, glory can manifest. Glory can manifest anywhere. All it takes is two or three are gathered in my name. There I am in their midst. All it takes is two or three are gathered in my name. And then we can bring to bear the glory of the Lord. And if there's anyone that is sick amongst us, the anointing can hit him right there. We, God can see our faith and move. We maximize community. We maximize the corporate anointing. There is corporate anointing that can go far beyond what your individual can do. Because you see, Paul said in the book of Philippians 1 and verse 16, he said, I know that this will turn out for my deliverance through your prayers and the supply of the Spirit of Christ. What that means is that the believers will gather together and say, let us pray for brother Paul. And then one person will bring the God on his inside and another person will bring and it becomes an amplified experience and it can intervene on the life of Paul. Why do you think the impact was multiplied when it was Paul and Silas praying and singing psalms? And the place where they were, the prison was shaken. We maximize community. We maximize this relationship. We maximize the God-ordained relationship that God has given us. We amplify it. Don't live life alone. You're not permitted to live life alone. Oh, hallelujah. It's because of the corporate anointing that united prayer is powerful. United prayer is powerful. Acts chapter 4. Just a few ch chapters after the ones that we read. Acts chapter 4, of course, you know how to get here. Hallelujah. Acts 4 and verse 23. They had just threatened the believers. They had threatened the apostles and warned them not to preach in the name of Jesus commission that they had just received fresh fresh from the resurrected Jesus he said we should not preach in his name they did not go after them with, with, with picking forks they didn't go after them with machine guns they just went back to their own company and be released they went to their own and reported what the chief priests and elders had said to them when they heard this they lifted their voices in unity there were two reporting that went on in that place. There was a reporting of the evil that had, been, that had gone on. Then there was the reporting of what they wanted to see. They lifted up their voice in unity. Listen, when Jesus, Jesus asked them, he said, Who do men say that I am? And they said, some say you are Jeremiah, you are Elijah, you are son and so forth. He said, who do you say that I am? And Peter said, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. And Jesus' response to him was this. He said, flesh and blood did not reveal to you, but my father who is in heaven. You are Peter and upon this rock I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. Pause. He said, I will give you the keys of the kingdom and whatsoever you bind on earth to be bound in heaven whatsoever you lose on earth to be loosed in heaven when the church can come together to pray in united prayer it seems as though we are at the peak of our authority on earth 
there is nothing that a church will stand against together that will stand together as one that can come against us. He said the gates of hell will not prevail against it. It can't prevail. Quarter to prevailing, there has to be an intervention because Jesus said these words that I speak unto you, their spirit and their life, and we believe it. It cannot, it cannot prevail if we will stand as one. You see that thing that has been with you for so long? I dare you today to find a group and table that matter there. I dare you. I dare you. I dare you. And the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. I'll say that again. And the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. I'll say that again. And the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Why? Because we have the keys of the kingdom. The united church, a church that is together, that will stand together as one against. Oh, look at what happened in the book of Acts chapter 4. After they had lifted up their voice, Verse 27, indeed both Herod and Pontius Pilate with the Gentiles and the people of Israel will assemble together against your holy son whom you have anointed to do what your hand and counsel have foreordained to be done. Now Lord look on their threats and grant that your servants may speak your word with boldness by stretching forth your hand to heal and that signs and wonders may be performed in the name of your holy child Jesus. Bible says, and when they had prayed, the place where they were assembled together was shaken and they were all filled afresh with the Holy Spirit and spoke the word of God with boldness. And all the believers were of one heart and soul and no one said what he possessed was his own but then all things were common. With great power, the apostles testified of the resurrection of the, of the, of the, of the Lord Jesus and great grace was upon them all. Signs and wonders everywhere as a result of a church that was going to stand in prayer. They spoke the word with boldness. There was an outbreak. In chapter 2, we saw how that, as a result of that community, Bible says, and many signs and wonders were wrought by their hands. If you check the book of Acts chapter 19, it was the same thing. After two years of hearing the word, and God wrought special miracles by the hands of Paul, the miraculous is always inevitable if a church will stand to pray together. I dare you this morning, this evening, get a group and table that matter. <laughs> I dare you this evening, get a group and table that matter. Are you ready to pray this evening? Come on, stand up on your feet. We're going to pray. We're going to stand in the gap. On behalf of members of this church, we're going to stand, we're going to pray. Oh, Shakina Balase, Kenonde Ba Ista Kende, Eshisha Ganande, Sisego Lotonde Balagayata. 
Ele baragayanon de sister de shakate ele balagayada dagayane de galata egesa sone ediga ashana alonder yadiga alaada elegere. Come on, I want to hear you all over this place praying the spirit of getista kanonde shariatre agaya ande galekata ezananda bode sepalagayada dadada. This is the foretaste of what is about to hit you. Esenga rabande elikaniende atonde andeke and andes eliga aladata repalagayatele galagata. Ele barana adode estiga agala adosha ele gayada redo alagarane na bande estoga ya ande elekende agata ataga ana alede erege agala agala gayane elegeteje reba raba rope legayane na bando no non de seste eyagata akalega agataga agaloto ore barada balaga ya dere balaga ya nanayana reba rana bototo osoto elega alada Oh yeah, ayaya, ayoko lagaya dadega yada. Repere tebe lebana na modo dodoso. Ese tiga anda. Ele barana ayande elogo otodo otodo elega yete. Ere araga adega yadaga yadodo. In the name of Jesus. Isaiah chapter 40 and verse 28 to 29. We're going to read together. Isaiah 40 verse 28 to 29. We'll read this scripture. I'll lead us in a confession and we're going to pray. Listen, united prayer. He said, it will come out for my deliverance through your prayer and the supply of the spirit. There is no matter that we are going to table this night that will survive this. Because the gates of hell cannot, cannot prevail. <laughs> Hallelujah. Want to go? Have you not known? Have you not heard? Pause. Are you still warming up? Can you speak this evening? Want to go? Have you not known? Have you not heard? The everlasting God, the Lord, the creator, the ends of the earth, neither faints nor is weary. His understanding is unsearchable. Next verse. He gives power to the weak and to those who have no might. He increases strength. This evening we are going to be praying for weary people. Oh, there are certain people that know that they should go through a certain process of discipleship. A certain removal of dross in their silver. A certain change in mindset. Some people, they don't have strength to start the process. Some have started, but they're about to give it up. They're about the cusp. They're about, they're, about the, they're about the end of that process. They're about to break out. Break out into something new. And tonight, this evening, as a church, we're going to stand in the, on their behalf. Come on, after me saying the name of Jesus. I want to hear your voice saying the name of Jesus. Lord Jesus, today, as a church, we stand on behalf of every weary hand, every weary knee, every weary shoulder, and we declare in the name of Jesus. Father, let there be a strength. Let there be an impartation of your strength in the name of Jesus. Strength to conceive. I just heard that. Strength to birth. Strength to birth in the name of Jesus. This is our prayer, oh God. And we ask for strength in the name of Jesus. Come on all over this place. Let us pray in the Holy Ghost. Like Sarah that received strength to conceive. 
Aya ya ya rekete tegilagata rapa repa rebelegayada ayaga lege redonde bradana lagayada ayaga gagaga lagatoto ele parabayane de belagayane de beregede ele alida alana yada father we stand and we ask for your strength a pilaga tenden ananda that will be strengthened with might by your spirit in a in a manner as a church, we stand. Let there be a deliverance. Strength to birth, new ideas, strength to birth, next phase, strength to finish, strength to finish, strength to get it done, get to get it over the line. Abarana yada, that pending project that has received a positive of funds, we declare strength. Let there be a strength to finish and to execute in the name of Jesus. He did not call him the author and the potter of our faith. He called him the author and the finisher. You, O oh Lord, you are able to complete it. You are faithful to complete. And we stand today and we pray for strength. For everyone that is weary. We wait on you. And do you meant to strengthen like never before? Like never before. We stand as a church and we declare, oh Paraga, attendant, let that be strength, the Lord. You strengthen us out of Zion. You send us help out of Zion. Oh, Allah, you send us help out of your sanctuary. And you strengthen us out of Zion. Oh, Pareta. Oh, Paleta. Oh, Palagaya. Strength to see. Strength to see. Strength to run. Strength to move. Strength to advance. Strength to progress. Oh, Allah. Alayata. Oh, Pele, we declare every healing, every healing process that has started in the minds of the people, we declare in the name of Jesus, they find strength to stay, to stay, 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 stay. Ragayada, 
Rakaya dodo. We stand, Father, as a church. Oh, thank you, Lord. We declare there will be no loss of lives in the name of Jesus. Oh, we declare no evil, no evil, no evil, no evil. You are covered and shielded. You are protected. Oh, Geginga Pradata, you are covered and shielded and protected. You will not fear their fear. Because the gates of hell cannot prevail. Cannot prevail. When the enemy comes in like a flood, he's permitted to come in like a flood. <laughs> but the Spirit of the Lord will lift a standard against him. He can't prevail. He can't prevail. He can't prevail. So don't fear their fear, says the Lord. You shall not be afraid of the terror by night, nor the arrow that flies by day, nor the pestilence that stalks in darkness, nor the destruction that lays wait at noonday. It's not your portion. It's not your experience. You are shielded. 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 There's somebody here, you've been afraid of losing your job. You have been worried that it seemed as though you are having difficulties. You are having difficulties grasping the concepts. And you have actually begun to feel as though you are incompetent. First, you are going to block your ear from the whispers of the enemy. And today, we pray for strength by God's spirit in your inner man. You will begin to understand. You begin to know. You begin to take the right decisions. We call in your help. There is a colleague that oh shit, there is a colleague that can help and show you the way. May you find favor before that colleague. In the name of Jesus. Oh, your story will be turned around on that job. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. The story will be turned around. In the name of Jesus. Oh, we give you thanks. Can you wave your hands to the Father? Can you remember that Easter Kadeshta Elega Idre Abane Bariatone Estefa Andebia Kalakatata Eliga Lenga Aliade Bede and Abrado Soshone Abragada? We give you thanks, oh God. Listen, you don't want to miss this Friday. You don't want to miss this Friday's vigil. It's just a foretaste. Trust me, there are going to be a lot more people this Friday. I'm expectant already. Something is about to break open upon us. It's a month of intercession. We will be standing in the gap. We're going to be mounting our watch. And we're going to be praying. We're going to be praying. The arm of the avenger is stilled. And instead, in the name of Jesus, we receive life. We receive strength. In the name of Jesus. We hope you were greatly blessed by today's message because God still has so much He wants to share with you. So stay connected every week to experience uplifting and life-changing moments in His presence.